Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It is Wednesday, the 4th of July, 2018. I am your host, Edwin Frendoso, and thank you for tuning in today. Happy Happy Independence Day for my friends down south. And if you are new to the show, welcome, and, and thank you for taking the time to, to check it out. This is the Business Leadership Live. It's a, it's a live radio call-in show, so if you are listening, feel free to tune and ask a question. You could text us a question, or we could tap you in. But I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss latest innovations, current events, or best practices that, that can and will help you personally and professionally grow, grow. So really excited for today. My guest is Bo Pinto. He is a social media influence coach at Butterfly Influence. And today we're going to be discussing a number of things, but they're all connected, I'm pretty sure. Social media, psychology, and entrepreneurship. So thank you for joining us today, Bo. Thank you for having me, Edwin. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I know I follow you. We had met actually at, a, at an event a couple of months ago. So since then, it's, it's always interesting, and I'm always picking up new things from Bo. So I thought, you know, I've I got to have Bo on the show and just share his knowledge to, to the audience. But uh, let's, just, let's just dive into it. Let's have a quick chat. But how, how does social media affect us? I think, I think this is a little more personal, but something you're passionate about. But how does social media affect our mental health at this point? Well, you know, uh, it affects our mental health in a lot of ways, but I think uh, one of the major factors that um, comes into play is, is what's actually happening in the brain when people are on social media. And I think that's something that not a lot of people consider because the bodies that we have today, the bodies that we've been given, were given to us by our ancestors. And the technology and the things that we have in our current day life um, are things that our ancestors could never experience. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when our ancestors were able to look at each other and uh, create eyeball-to-eyeball contact, um, lots of things were happening in that regard uh, and as far as empathy, um, things like that. But we're, we're hardwired to actually receive dopamine from these uh, experiences to give us pleasure so that we get pleasure in association with things that are going to help us expand our species. That's mm-hmm. socializing. So... When you, uh, when you use social media, what happens is, um, you know, back in the day when we were like, you know, small, small tribes, you know, um, and, and, and much smaller communities, we would only be able to maybe see, um, you know, anywhere from five people to upwards of 100 people max during the day, right? And um, that eyeball-to-eyeball contact was still very limited in that regard. So... When you go on social media, what happens is when you scroll through your notifications and you're seeing face, 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 eyeballs, 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 you're, you're, you can scroll through that so rapidly that you're being able to, you're able to see more faces and more eyeball to eyeball contact than your ancestors could see in multiple lifetimes within a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what that does is it creates this surge of dopamine that's almost synthetic. And it's a, it's, it's in a process that you can never get on a regular day to day life just by seeing your friends and family, right? So what happens is people get, you know, the same way that cocaine uh, stimulates dopamine, the same way that alcohol stimulates dopamine, the same way that gambling and all these different, you know, highly addictive uh, um, activities stimulate dopamine, these activities 
or the, the social media activity is stimulating it on a synthetic level as well. So when people go out and try to live their regular life, you know, th- simple things like eating, which, which requires dopamine or which gives us dopamine, simple things like, um, you know, socializing or, or trying to get out and do something with our lives, like that achievement that generally stimulates dopamine. These things are things that we don't necessarily want to do as much if we're stuck on social media all day, right, because we're, we're getting that dopamine fix. And then we become addicted to that, and we don't necessarily need anything else. But then, you know, that that lack of balance in our lives tends to create other problems, right? And um, that's on one note. But then on the other note, I think the biggest thing with social media is that, you know, when people people social media can be a very powerful tool, and it can be very damaging as well. It just depends on how you use it. And I think one of the biggest problems is that people are using social media to be connected with the entire world which mm-hmm. is great for some things and it's great and not great for others. It's great when you can use it to establish a community and build a community around who you are, um, and, you know, because back in the day, we used to get inherent self-worth from just being a part of a community. If you were somebody's son, if you were somebody's daughter, if you were somebody's father, mother, cousin, uncle, brother, you know, those things, just by being that and being a part of that community, you felt inherent value. Now, the problem with social media, now that everything is globalized, is that all of this, this value, your daily value or your value that you experience day to day and your inherent self-worth is almost like in the stock market. It's something that's changing day to day, right? Because today I'm going to compare myself to Kim Kardashian and to Kanye West, and then tomorrow I'm going to compare myself to my friend who's not doing well, right? And then so it's kind of fluctuating up and down. Um, whereas if you can use social media to build a community around what you're doing and around how, how much you love yourself, and those characteristics that encompass that, then you don't necessarily have to worry about, um, you know, what this person is doing, what that person is doing. For me, I have 20,000 people that I've built around the subject of just me being myself, and that mm-hmm. has allowed me to uh, maintain myself worth the same way I would if we were living in smaller communities. So that's something I would say some of the major aspects that, that go into that in today's uh, mental health. Well, that's, that, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you just... I mean, you just mind blown me in terms of, you know, how social media is. It's very addictive, and and I'm not sure how much you know about dopamine and the body from that. And when people are really, and they don't realize that, right? Both in terms of mm-hmm. in terms of that high that they're getting it, and but mm-hmm. it's like they can't even spend. Like I live in a building, and people won't. According to what you're telling me, in the old world. If we were just an elevator, I might just get dopamine by looking at the person in the eye, right? Yeah. But now I'm that same person in the bu- in, in the elevator, but that person rather looks into the social media. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Is it just less less intrusive, or are people just really that addicted to it now? Well, I think I mean it, it, it's a it's a mixture of a paradigm shift that's happening within the world. You know, people are sort of becoming more dependent on the technology to stay in touch with things. And, um, uh, and you know, especially when you live in, like, a big city. Um, like, you know, if you're in a big city like Toronto, um, mm-hmm. it's very different. I mean, I just came back from New Brunswick, and I can tell you right now that it's a very different uh, culture and community, right? You know, when you're dealing with a big metropolis, most people, they don't have time to associate with everybody. So in order to keep, you know, to, to stay away from that awkward moment of, like, hey, you're here, I'm here, I'm just going to, 
you know, instead of like engaging with you and what we feel naturally inclined to do, I'm just going to look at my phone and make it easier for both of us. Because if we tried to talk to every single person that is in the city, you know, we, we would forget everybody and there'd be no point. Whereas in yeah, exactly. like New Brunswick, yeah. where it's like, you know, much smaller communities, if you walk down the street, you don't say hi to the person that's walking down the street too. Like, it's kind of like offensive, you know, it's like, well, why wouldn't you say hi? Like I'm right here. You know, it's a much smaller community. Um, but that being said, you know, you do experience things where people are out with their, their actual friends, right? People mm-hmm. are out with their, with their family, the people that they want to spend time with, the people that they know, and yet they're still on their phone, right? And it's because, you know, um, you know, I think, you know, if we're getting a little bit deeper here, uh, when it comes to any addiction, it's a result of a subdiction, right? So something, there's an extreme lack that causes the extreme pursuing of, of that, uh, activity. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when somebody is, um, you know, on social media, again, it's sort of like the same reason why people say, like, you shouldn't do drugs, shouldn't do cocaine or whatever, because once you do it, nothing's the same after that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you get on social media, you know, you know, somebody like myself, who I've had a couple things go viral, you know, once you have something go viral, and you're watching your phone, and that notification is going, broom, 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 it's that massive social validation of people saying, you're amazing, you're incredible, this and that, and happening on such a mass scale, Right. It's like when you go and you hang out with your family and they're like, hey, how come you haven't, uh, you know, worked out in a while? You're like, ah, well, I have 20,000 people right here that can tell me that I'm amazing. And I, why would I, do, you know, sit and listen to you when I can listen to this? And it becomes this like problem, though, because then we, you know, there's a there's a, a myriad of other issues that can happen with that. Right. And, um, you know, and I wanted to mention on this too is that, you know, one of the biggest reasons why anthropologically speaking, why our species has been able to come so far was that socializing tool. And the root of that socializing tool was empathy, right? It's the ability to look at somebody's face and say, oh, this person looks scared. There must be a lion coming. We all need to evacuate now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that now with this with this addiction to social media where people are so focused on their phone because it gives them more pleasure than the experiential life that they're having in front of them, you know, they're not they're not using these empathetic tools that we used to use that helped us, you know, uh, just generally have empathy for our fellow human beings. So, you know, when we train our brain, we train our minds to think like that, then that becomes the norm. And then when we're in front of real people, we're like almost losing the ability to have empathy. And that creates a whole other, uh, you know, series of problems, um, you know, and, uh, right. you know, as far as like, you know, the social media, as far as uh, the empathy goes, you know, you see that evidence very clearly online when people are commenting on stuff and arguing and back and forth. Like, man, there's no empathy on these platforms. And that's the, the culture that we're creating. Right. No, I see that. And we hear about it and we read about that. And I mean, we don't want to paint a super, super dark picture of it and i know you're just bringing up the awareness of of social media and before i get on to really getting into you know how to how to be successful on social media i I just want to get and this is maybe personal for me bo what are some of the best practices you do because you not only are coaching people to become you know use the tool to better themselves in terms of their business but how do you either train them or restrict yourself from becoming addicted or or really unseeing that as well in in yourself right well i think the biggest thing that i always tell all of my clients before they get involved with me because we are going to bring them a massive audience we are going to make their life exciting over their phone the first thing i always say to them is make sure you don't pick up your phone first thing in the morning 
Mm-hmm. Right? Before you do, before you pick up your phone and look at social media, before you inundate your mind with other people's problems, other people's beliefs, and other people's, you know, scenarios that are happening in their life, you know, eat breakfast, exercise, drink some water, have a shower, meditate, do affirmations, you know, journal, do something that is going to be uh, filling your mind with your own intentions, and then go on social media. Um, and then when you do go on social media, you know, if you're having that problem, where you're on it all day long, um, you know, you got to recognize that, first of all, like, if I'm, if I'm on social media and I'm noticing, like, that I'm starting to feel upset or depressed or whatever, mm-hmm. if you keep scrolling, it kind of only gets worse. So my right, thing right. for me is, like, if my problem is not being solved, it definitely won't be solved for me looking at a screen. I have to get off my eyeballs off of the screen, right? Um, and I think the other thing really is just uh, – uh, dedicating certain periods of time. So, like, I'll say, okay, I'm doing 15 minutes of social media in the morning and 15 minutes of social media at night because I want to be accessible. I want people to be able to reach me, uh, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. And then the last thing would just be when I'm with people and I'm with friends and I'm with family and with people that matter, I always like to think, like, hey, listen, if, I, if I'm about to die tomorrow, right, will I care about this social media platform? No, I'm going to think about right away the people that matter the most and who I want to spend time with and who mattered to me. And so when I'm with those people, my phone is down. And you, it's surprising because you think, like, as a social media guy, I have yeah. followers, I'd be that one of the guys who's always on my phone. And it's actually the opposite. Like, when I'm with people, I'm extremely present. I'm, my phone's off. You know, if it beeps, you know, most people, when their phone beeps, they're immediately triggered with this sense of urgency. When my mm-hmm. phone beeps, because I don't even think twice. I don't even blink. It's just like, continue what you're saying. Yep, absolutely. And people are like, oh, do you want to get that? I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. I don't need to because I'm focused on you right now. And it's finding the balance so that social media becomes a powerful tool that allows you to reach thousands of people every day uh, without it being a, a crippling uh, uh, crutch that, that um, you know, can, can really damage your mental health. That's great. And one thing I wanted to add, and, and it's just a tip someone else told me, when you're in the presence of people and you can't you know, control or have that discipline like yourself, Bo, at this point, because I'm sure that you've worked on this as well, is put on airplane mode. Put it on do not disturb so you don't get those notifications. I mean, you're probably going to forget. I mean, it's going to be hard the first first seven days you're doing that because you're going to get itchy, especially especially if you're addicted. But uh, I guess for – perfect. Anyways, I wanted to ask you, like, for those, you know, your clients, you work with, you know, hundreds of these clients. What is the number one thing people can do right now to have more success on social media, whether they're building their personal brand, a business, or, or whatever? I would say um, consistency of content would probably be the most important thing, and mm-hmm. that for a couple of reasons. Number one, people are always like, well, you know, i I got to make this video to, to explain what my – Explain what my channel is going to be about. And once I can do my intro video, then I'll start. It's like, well, mm-hmm. how are you going to make an intro video when you don't even have anything that you put out yet? Right? Like, right. Start, you know, make your intro video the first video. Right? Once you've made a couple of videos, then you can make an intro video for the channel. I said, but the other thing is that a lot of people are saying, well, I need to get my content ready because my content's not good enough yet. Right? I want to make something that's really good. And I say, no matter how good your current video is, it will not be as good as your next video because you'll have learned. You'll have experienced something. Right. Right. And on top of that, the more content you make, not only are you going to create familiarity with your audience, but you are going to get to know your audience. 
you're going to get to know what they like, what they're interested in. Maybe the fact that maybe you might find out that the, the people that you're targeting, the people that you're speaking to, might not be the people that are the most highly served from that, that content. So you might, like when I first started out, I thought that I was going to be the guy who dealt with all the real estate agents, the guy who did social media for all the real estate agents. Yeah. And then I realized that like <clears throat> so, uh, real estate agents often, uh, are because they're their own boss, they're, it, sometimes they have a lot of trouble taking coaching, right? So, so I, would, I could have the best advice in the world, but if they're not going to take it, then it didn't really matter. And then mm-hmm. I found that over time, you know, by talking to my audience, by saying this is what, this is what you need, this, and, and, and really listening intently through the consistency of that um, is when I started to realize, oh, okay, actually personal trainers are better for what I'm doing because they actually get a lot of value out of it. They can get clients, and they're, they're really coachable because they're athletes. And, and I think, and they're, and they're a coach as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right? And so that's where they, they 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 know that process. And so with the consistency of it, what I found is that you know, um, not only did I learn about my audience more and you know figure out my target demographics, which helped me with my Facebook promotions and stuff like that, but what it really did was it helped people get familiar with me. It helped people mm-hmm. see that. You know, when they, you know, I, I told my girlfriend the other day, I said, you know, I'm going to start releasing a lot more videos. And I just want to let you know, once I start doing that, when we go outside, I'm going to get recognized a lot, right? And if we, she's like, well, you already get recognized. I said, no, but like, I'm going to be putting out a lot of videos. And I'm telling you, once I start doing that more, it's going to happen a lot. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sure enough, I started doing that. And almost every single day that we've been out, we've had people walking up to us and being like, hey, man, love your page. And uh, hey, buddy, uh, are you Bo Pinto? Like, and, and so, or just people calling my name, Bo Pinto. And I'm turning around like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, you know, at this point, I'm just sort of used to it. And, it's, and, and the reason people are like, well, you know, um, you know, you have all this social media following and stuff like that. It's like, well, I mean, the reason why I have that is because I've been doing this for five years straight consistently, almost every day. Right. And and it's the consistency that's gotten me to where I am. I have people calling me for, like client wise, people that are wanting to do business with, with me that have known me for five years plus, but they just got a job in the industry that needs to hire me. Right. And so, you know, the consistency will help you with your with your uh, building a following. It'll help you with your business and it'll help you by establishing a brand that people are actually familiar with so that you get recognition for all the effort that you're putting in. No, that's great. That's great. So, so let me just say one last quick yeah. thing on that because if you're going to be consistent, my best thing to say is to write a blog. You start writing a blog, that becomes a script for a video. It also becomes little tweets that you can cut up and, and little Facebook posts that you can cut up and put into a Facebook post, Twitter. You can take your – once you make the video, you can put that on YouTube. You can put that on Facebook. You can cut that up and put that on Instagram. You write a blog first, and you have the soul of everything else and every piece of content that you need to make for every platform. That's amazing. So you would you would so someone starting day one today, Bo, it's just like forget social media, just write a blog first. Be consistent on that. Well, I'm not saying actually to write a blog. I think blogs are great, uh, but I don't think they're the most the most effective. I think videos are the most effective. But I think right. as, as far as like a, in a holistic campaign goes, I think being omnipresent is the most effective. Being mm-hmm. everywhere, right? So that no matter where someone goes, they see you. And the best way to, to do that is to hit every platform in an efficient way is to write one blog that you can turn into a script for a video, that you can turn into a Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn post, like everything in with just a matter of starting off with one blog. Wow. That's great. Um, before we end, because I know you're building, I mean, within your brand, you're, you know, you're, 
building this type of life, you know, laptop lifestyle. You know, you're living that 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 dream in terms of that freedom as well. So I want to mm-hmm. I want to get maybe some of your tips for you know for anyone who's listening who's just thinking about developing that type of lifestyle. Like, what's the type of mindset that that's required to to get into it? I mean, it's probably easy for you, but we're, how did how did you get into it, or, or what are the key things? Well, I think the the first thing would just be utilizing technology because te- there, I mean, there's actually so much technology that you know you think that you have to go into a job, you think you have to go into work, but like there's a lot of it that you can just do from home if you just have great tools, right? Um, and the other thing I think really for me was the ability to 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 say no to certain things. So you know, a lot of people I've had a lot of opportunities where people said, "Hey, we need a senior social media manager. We'll pay you." You know, sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and 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 you know, I had to say no to that because I had to put you know turn down a good job so that I could have a great life. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I think that you know when people see opportunities, it's like oh well, it's an opportunity to work here and to work there. Like that's great, and and I and I think that working a job is great, especially when you have a mobile business because sometimes you can get bored and you can you need a place to socialize. You need to actually be able to go out, and so and and if you want to learn, that's great, right? Um, uh, but Sometimes you have to be able to say, hey, you know, this is a great opportunity. I can make a lot of money doing that, but it doesn't fit my, my laptop lifestyle needs, right? Um, and when I'm focused on building a business, I only focus on things and, and services and products and things like that that will help me achieve that, right? And I think the biggest thing for me that has allowed me to do that is focusing on services that are recurring monthly. So like a, what, what a lot of people in the internet marketing industry refer to as a continuity program. Right. So, you know, if you try to be somebody who is always selling, 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 and it's just that one time commission, then you're, you know, you, you're, you're very unlikely to build a sustainable business model off that. Uh, you, you'll eventually get burnt out. And if you don't have staff that are, you know, in there doing that process for you, then it will be almost impossible to sustain. Whereas if you have something that is a recurring business model, it has a continuity program to it where they pay you every single month because you're adding new value every single month, uh, then that can allow you to actually have the freedom to step away from your job because you, you know, your bills and your expenses are being paid by this uh, recurring um, uh, uh, income every month. Right, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I mean, I, lo- I loved where you even started, Bo, in terms of just, just really saying no, like understanding where you – where you want your life to be, and, and for you, it's that great life, and and really saying no to these to these opportunities. And I'm sure, as anyone who goes down that journey of entrepreneurship, when things something big is about to happen in your business, all these mm-hmm. crazy other opportunities are coming at you beforehand to kind of get you off the off the track. So it's really mm-hmm. really knowing the discipline to say no. Um, really, just winding down, boy. I mean, I have a blast, and I'm I'm always enjoying your videos. So, like I said, thank you for for putting us out there. Where Thanks. do you actually before before we end and before I, I get info about you, any final tips, or whether it becomes about you know social media use or starting up in social media? Any final tips for the listeners out there who who, who may be already a social media influencer or, or someone getting into it? Well, the first thing I'd say is to have faith. Right. You know, a lot of people will do social media um, for, you know, a month or two months and then, you know, things don't go the way they plan. And so they give up. Right. Um, I think that if you're going to be doing social media, you know, and you want to grow an audience, and you want to grow something big, consider it not necessarily as like something that you have to balance 
but rather something that you want to harmonize with your lifestyle and make it so that social media is integrated in what you're already doing so that you can do it for years. You know, like for me, I'm doing motivation. I've been doing entrepreneurship and comedy. And, you know, that's something that I've been talking about for years. You know, I've been talking about motivation. I've been talking about entrepreneurship. When I was 16 years old and working at Rich Tree, scrubbing tables, on my break, I was reading books about how to start a business. So this is stuff that I just really already liked and already enjoyed and already spent time doing. So I never had to go and create a social media account that was, you know, completely outside of what I was doing and distracted me from it so that when those things, when more important things came up, that I was more likely to go to the more important things. The, more, the most important things was always what I was doing even when I was on social media, right? So, you know, choosing those things and then having a long-term vision for it. Not just saying, well, I'm going to get famous in the next three months. Like, what are you going to do the next five years? People underestimate what they can do. They overestimate what they can do in a year, and they underestimate what they can do in 10. Right? So that would be my biggest thing for that. That's awesome. That's, that's pure gold. Well, it's been a pleasure. Where could we find out more information about you? Um, and follow you, I guess, on social media. Well, it's at Bo Pinto. So Bo spelled like beautiful, pronounced like Bowtie, B-E-A-U. Pinto, <laughs> like the car, the bean, and the horse. Um, and uh, it's at Bo Pinto on everything. Um, and if you want to find out more about Butterfly Influence, the company, uh, you can go to butterflyinfluence.com, uh, or you can come on uh, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we do uh, uh, a weekly sort of uh, educational approach, a free webinar for people to come in and ask questions um, on uh, facebook.com slash butterflyinfluence. Awesome, Bo. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Live, Bo. Edwin, thank you so much for having me, man. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. No problem. So for the listeners, be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where I sit down with amazing business leaders, thought leaders, and and really discuss new things, innovations. But if you haven't done so yet, also be sure to check out the Business Leadership Podcast. And I sit down with amazing business leaders to discuss their personal journey and their business leadership experience. Uh, new episodes drop every Tuesday at uh, 8 a.m. You could actually listen to it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap. Have a fantastic Wednesday, everyone. Happy Independence Day. Edwin signing off. <laughs>